You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. Hallelujah. Well, I got this word on Tuesday morning at, uh, at Men's Prayer in Balboa. So I want you to come with me to um, the Gospel of Luke chapter 17. And we're in a series at the moment called Culture Code. And I want to teach you a culture around healing and cleansing or cleansing and healing. I think that's the title. Maybe not. I always forget. There it is, a cleansing and healing culture. I knew I was right. I always forget to write it down after I send my notes. I do want to honor my beautiful bride. Can you stand up, my beautiful? This is my beautiful Leanne. And I wanted, I wanted her to stand up because we're rarely... We're really in the same place. Normally, like Sunday, she was here and I was down in East Lake. I, I don't know what my team has against Leanne and I being together. I think they're trying to preserve us. You know, well, hey, if they're separated, they can't fight. I'm not sure what they're doing, but we're never in the same place at the same time. So for me to be here with my, my beautiful is just awesome. And then my handsome boy, Tommy, who's come back from Grand Canyon University and Arizona, and I miss, miss my boy. Yesterday, he was three. That was yesterday. Yesterday he was my little guy and now he's 19. I'm like, no, what, what happened? 16 years went like that. Anyway, come with me. Uh, the book of Luke chapter 17, verse 11. Luke 17, verse 11. It says, now it happened. I, I, love, I love the Bible. Some people say the Bible's outdated. Well, it just says now. It's a now book. And it's not boring because there's always something happening. It says, now it happened. As he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off, and they lifted up their voices and they said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when Jesus saw them, he said to them, go show yourselves to the priests. And so it was as they went... They were cleansed. I want you to, to just look at verse 14 again. So when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourselves to the priests. And so it was as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned with a loud voice and glorified God and fell down on his face fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, were there not ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Or another translation, your faith has made you whole. Your faith has made you whole. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this word. Help me to expedite it just in the few moments we have so that your beautiful Holy Spirit can move and heal and deal and cleanse and transform and deliver tonight. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. amen. The, the first thing that, that, that really impacted me about this passage of Scripture is that as they went, they were cleansed. As they went, they were cleansed. It's, it's pretty interesting for those of you that, that don't know the Levitical law. The Levitical law for uh, a, a leper is that 
the priest determines whether it's leprosy or whether it's just a, a scab or a sore. And if the priest determines it's leprosy, then you are excommunicated from community. You are not allowed to go to the temple. You're not allowed to worship. You're not allowed to fellowship. In fact, you are, you are sentenced to a life of isolation and exclusion. You are divorced from society until such time that the leprosy leaves you. And if you know anything about, the, the, about leprosy, it's, it's easy to con, uh, contract and it's, it's almost impossible to get rid of. This is a picture, picture of the Old Testament. Quite often the Bible uses leprosy as a symbol for sin. And the Old Testament had a law, and that law was distributed, communicated by the priests. And so the priests would see the leper and pronounce a sentence and judgment on that leper that he is to be isolated, he is to be separated, he is to be divorced from society because of his leprosy, because of our sin separates us from God, separates us from heaven, separates us from fellowship with God. But here in this story, something powerful happens. The Old Testament was all about you and I trying to cleanse ourselves, trying to live a right life, trying to, trying to obey the commandments only to find that we can't cleanse ourselves of our sin. We, 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 we can't, no matter how hard we try, we cannot fulfill all of God's law requirements. And so we fall short. But here, Jesus says to them, go show yourself to the priest. And as they went, they were healed. Jesus has injected himself and the word of God, when he said, go show yourselves to the priest, that word brought cleansing. As they applied that word, as they, as they began to step out. Now, they're looking, nothing has changed when Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest. So they're thinking, well, why, why would I go and get more rejection? Why would I go and say, what are you guys wasting my time for? You're still... But there was something about Jesus' words that, that they, they, they went. Can I, can I just tell you, it, it, one of the great keys of the kingdom that is so overlooked is just the key of went. I, don't, I can't tell you how many testimonies we went to men's prayer and it's changed my life. We went to women's prayer, it changed my life. We went to Cherish, changed my life. We went to the marriage retreat, saved our marriage. We went to Emerge, changed my life. There's, there's a power in just turning up. There's a power in just turning up. There's a power in went. As they went, as they went, just keep doing the right thing. Here's the crazy thing. This is going to sound crazy to you. Every regret that I have, every dumb thing that I've done has a common denominator. I was in the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong people doing the wrong things. I was in the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong people doing wrong things. Regret. But then I started going to the right place, hanging out with the right people, doing the right things, and I found that I was cleansed as I went. You will find 90% of the victories just showing up. The Bible says, though the righteous fall seven times, seven times he gets back up again. Sometimes you've got to dust yourself up. Sometimes you've got to, some days you're, you're winning and that's awesome. But there are other days where, where you're going to be knocked down. Just keep getting back up. Just keep getting back up. Just keep turning up. Just keep turning. If the doors are open, turn up. TPUSA Monday with Charlie, just turn up. Awaken Conference, sign up. Just, I've made a decision. 
I, I want to live my life with less regrets and more victories. And I found that I'm cleansed as I went. I found that there's transformation as I went. There's a power, there's a power in just turning up. So Jesus' word does something. In John 15, 3, Jesus says uh, that his word heals us. And so point number two is Jesus' word. See, when Jesus said to, to the lepers, go show yourselves to the priest, at the time of speaking, they, they were still under judgment. They were still leprous. They were still separated. But, but when Jesus' word came, it required faith. It required obedience. This, this miracle is identical to Jesus' first miracle. Jesus' first miracle is He turns water into wine. The Bible says when Mary said to Him, we've, we've run out of wine, He saw six wash pots and He says, fill them to the brim with water. So they fill them to the brim with water. And He says, now take some of it and give it to the master of the feast. Go and give it to the sommelier. And the people are like, hang on, you want me to go to the wash pots that are used for ceremonial cleansing? I don't know how hygienic that is. And you want me to take a goblet full of that water and go and give it to a sommelier? You want me to get punched in the face? You want me to get thrown out of my ear? But there was something, there was something supernatural that was taking place. I need you to understand that that uh, I, I didn't learn I didn't learn this in seminary. I, I learned this because when I came to Christ when I was eighteen, I was jacked up. I was completely messed up. My life was a mess, and I found that the Word of God when somebody gave me a Bible and I began to read it, I'm like, OMG, how come no one told me about this? I found that everything that was broken, I found that everything that was dysfunctional, I found that everything that was jacked up in my life, I found that everything was messed up in my head as I began to put this into my life, as I began to replace my thoughts with His thoughts. Come on, how many people know that His thoughts aren't our thoughts? As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my thoughts higher than your thoughts, and my ways higher than your ways. I began to find that as I began to apply the Word in my life, the Word has a cleansing power, it has a healing power, but it has a transformation power. When Jesus speaks, things transform. Transformation happens in our lives. That's why the gospel has so much power. When you receive the gospel, when you receive the word of God, when you receive it into your life and apply it to your life, it will transform you. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see amazing grace that saved a wretch. There's transformational qualities in the Word of God. You know, the, the, the teachings of the Bhagavad Gita, you know, Buddhism has some wonderful precepts, but it has no transformational qualities. You know, the Islam Quran may have some wonderful, you know, statutes, but, but it has no transformational quality. Only the Bible only the words of Jesus Christ turns water into wine, has lepers who in their current state are, are, 
are leprous, are disqualified, are excommunicated. But when they hear a word from Jesus, Jesus has injected himself. And as you begin to respond to the word of God, you will find your marriage will transform, your finances transform. That's why Pastor Mike was so brilliant. He says, man, don't be out of alignment. Get into alignment with the word of God. Life is too difficult. Life is too short. It's too challenging to, to live your life trying to drive on a freeway with worn out tires, with out of alignment. Once you come into alignment with the Word of God, there is a supernatural power of transformation that takes place. Jesus' Word transforms. So, so they were cleansed as they went. The Bible teaches us that the Word is, is like a seed. In Matthew 13, Jesus says that there's a, there's a parable of the sower. The sower went out to sow seed and some fell by the wayside and some fell amongst, you know, stony ground and some fell amongst thorns and some fell amongst good soil. And, you know, that year, 30, 60, 100 fold. And then he explains it. And he says that the, the sower is the son of man. And then the seed is the word of God. So he, he plays both roles. He's the son of man, the sower, but is also the word of God. He's the word become flesh. But it's interesting that Jesus tells us that the, the, the Word is a seed. The Word is a seed. Every seed has power. Every seed has power. It has the power to reproduce life. I can take an orange seed and I plant it. It's going to produce an orange tree that produces oranges with seeds in it that I can plant those seeds and have, before long I can have a whole orchard full of orange from one seed. One seed. One seed has the power to transform. When, when, when people try to tell you that there are food shortages in the world, the world is overpopulated, they're greedy people who, who deny and defy the Word of God that want you to believe a lie so they can manipulate and control you out of fear and shortage. There should be no such thing as lack. If we apply the Word of God and sow seeds, there's no lack. There's no lack. There should never be a, a food shortage. Never be a shortage. The only time there's a shortage is when we're out of alignment with the Word of God. But I need you to understand that the, the, the Word has power. Jesus turns judgment and condemnation. So they go back to the very priest that excommunicated them. They go back to the place of separation, back to the place of divorce, back to the place of pain, back to the place of disappointment. You will find in this house that the Word of God will come to you and it may cause you to have to go back and apologize, have to go back and get some therapy, go back and say, you know what, Dad, I need to apologize. Dad, I'm sorry. The Word of God will cleanse you as you go, as you obey the Word of God. The greatest thing you can do with your life when you hear the word is apply it. And the way that we apply it is obedience. And let me tell you something, and I've been on both sides of the ledger. Disobedience and obedience. Let me tell you, obedience will never hurt you like disobedience will. Obedience will never cost you. Disobedience has always punished. It is always if you when you hear a word from immediately apply immediately respond, immediately obey. And sometimes we need brothers and sisters. Sometimes we need some people around about us. Man, I heard from God. Man, it's begin to apply, begin to obey the Word of God, and you will find that everything changes. When Jesus said, go show yourselves to the priest, they went and they were cleansed. They were cleansed as they went. But point number three is only one came back. Only one came back and thanked Him. And Jesus marveled like, wow, a foreigner comes back. Not a Jewish guy, a Samaritan, a foreigner is the guy who comes back. Why, why, why is this guy so grateful? 
Why, why, why is he so grateful? It's really interesting because 10 in the Bible is test. And it's interesting that only one came back. One out of 10 is a tenth. A tenth is a tithe. The tithe always returns to the Lord. The tithe always returns to the Lord because it belongs to God. When, when, when this one, when he comes back to God, see, the, the power of the tithe is like this. 100% of my income has to work against a curse. God did not curse man. God cursed the ground. Because in Genesis 1.28, God blessed man and said, be fruitful and multiply. God, do, God is not schizophrenic, is not bipolar, and he doesn't live in time. He lives outside of time. So when God bless, you are blessed. You are meant to live in blessing. But when Adam sinned, there had to be consequences. So God said to him, cursed be the ground for your sake. For out of it you came and out of it you shall return. All the days of your life will be toil, will be struggle from the sweat of your brow and from the toil of your labor. The earth will yield to you its increase, but thorns and thistles, difficulties and challenges. So, so, so 100% of my income is working against a curse. It's continually working against weeds. It's working against corrosion. It's working against rust. It's working against theft. It's working against, however, the Bible gives us a principle that, that if, the, if the lump is holy, the, the, the tree is holy. And so when I bring the first tenth to God, it, it, it does something. It, it transforms the 90% because if the tenth is holy to the Lord and I bring it to the Lord, what it does is it redeems the other 90%. That's why you'll find that God's it, that 90% is redeemed. It's no longer having to work against a curse. It works under blessing. Do you know every single person I know that tithes can afford to? And did you know that every person that I know that doesn't tithe can't afford to? And they're like, yeah, exactly. So you let up on it. And I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. Every person that tithes can afford to. Yeah, so quit it. They can afford to. No, no, every person that doesn't tithe can't afford to. Exactly. Will you shut up? No, no, you're not hearing me. Every person that tithes can afford to. Because what you're doing is you're releasing the transformational power of the Word of God. Now watch this. There were 10 that went that were cleansed. But when the one comes back to give thanks, Jesus says, your faith has made you whole. See, these guys were, were lepers. And leprosy is, is a disease where the nerve endings die. And quite often they lose their fingers or fingertips or ear, earlobes, nose. So, so these, men, these men that were healed were cleansed. The leprosy left them. But the one that came back and gave thanks was made whole. Fingers grew back, nose grew back, earlobe grew back. I want you to know there's a power. See, nine were cleansed, one was healed. How do I know when I'm healed? It's very simple. You're giving thanks. You may have walked through the most difficult year. You may have walked through the most brutal challenge. May it, you may have lost your business. You and your wife may be fighting. There may be, there may be papers of divorce on the table. You may have got a negative diagnosis, a negative prognosis, but as soon as you begin to apply the Word of God, you'll find that as you come into that place of thanksgiving, now let me tell you something, He gave thanks before the cleansing, before the healing happened. He gave thanks on the other, 
cleansing and then he moved into thankfulness and then healing followed. I found that just giving God thanks in the midst of my storm, giving God thanks in the midst of my crises, my son may be away from God, but I'm going to thank God that all my children shall be taught of the Lord, that each one of them, each one of them will serve the Most High. I thank God, I thank God that He has not given up on me. I thank God that Uh, Philippians 1 verse 6, that he who began a good work in me will be faithful to complete it till the day of Jesus Christ. I give thanks to God that he neither leaves me nor forsake me. I give thanks to God in the midst of your storm. If you want to stick it to the devil, just begin to thank God in the midst of your hurricane. Thank God in the midst of the tornado. Thank God in the midst of the flood. Thank God in the midst of the fire. Thank God in the midst of the trial. Thank God in the midst of the drought. Thank God in the midst of the... As soon as you begin to thank God, something flows. How does that work? Well, it's very simple. Psalm 100 100 verse 4 says that we enter His gates with, we enter His gates with thanksgiving. We enter His gates with thanksgiving. Can I just tell you something about God's gates? God's gates keep MS-13 out. The, the, The greatest coyotes can't smuggle an MS-13 can't smuggle an Al-Qaeda, can't smuggle an ISIS through God's, ga- God's gates of security. When, when, when you cross in, through God's gates, you are, there's, there's protection. There's protection, there's provision, there's healing, there's blessing. Man, how do I get into that place? The Bible says we enter His gates with thanksgiving. We enter His courts with praise. Some of you have have suffered injustice. Some of you, bad things have been done, things that were cruel, things that were unfair, things that were unjust. And you need to go before a court and the courts of men are uh, backed up and the courts of men are delayed and the courts of men are corrupted by attorneys that, that profit from your pain and profit from your divorce and profit from your loss and profit from what was stolen. And they profit from you. And, and sometimes you're like, man, I, I just don't, I don't even have the money to pay the attorney bills. And there's no guarantee that I'm going to get justice. And, and you, But the Bible says that, that we can enter His gates with thanksgiving. And we can enter His courts with praise. And you better believe when you enter His court, when His court is in session, the God who sees all things, the God who sits on the throne and the foundations of His throne is righteousness and justice are the foundation of His throne. So I enter His gates with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving will release healing in your life. One of the greatest things you can ever do is just begin to give God thanks. Now, let me tell you this. Some people say, oh yeah, I need to thank God for. No, we don't thank God for, but we thank God in. Well, I thank God for this cancer. No, 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 no. You can thank God in, but thank God for the healing, but don't thank God. Thank God in your trial. Thank God in your sickness. Thank God. Thank God. Just begin to thank God and the Holy Spirit will give you scriptures. And then if you want to go next level, if you need justice, if you need a breakthrough, begin to move from thankfulness into praise. Just begin to praise Him. Just begin to give Him glory. Just begin to give Him honor. As you begin to praise Him, You enter into a courtroom where the one that sitteth on the throne is a God that executes justice speedily. He's a God of righteousness and justice. The Bible says that holy and upright is He. There is no injustice in our God. 
I'm not sure who I'm talking to tonight, but I know that there's breakthrough in this house. Would you close your eyes and bow your heads? Heavenly Father, I thank you for these beautiful people. I thank you that you love them. You know, the first, first thing that I hear from the Spirit of God is there are a number of people here, and it's kind of like, and let me just tell you, it's my battle as well. It's every human's battle that I'll hear a word from heaven and my flesh always wants to reject the word. It doesn't like obedience. My flesh likes indulgence. It doesn't like obedience. But there's a power in obedience. There's some people here, maybe God's been telling you, you need to forgive somebody. And you're like, I ain't forgiving them. They don't even look repentant. They don't deserve. Just tonight can I encourage you. Follow the lead of the Holy Spirit. Follow that word. And you'll find there'll be a cleansing of your heart. There'll be a cleansing of those dark thoughts. There'll be a cleansing of that anger. There'll be a cleansing of the distress, the anxiety, as you begin to apply that word. Maybe God's speaking to you about the tithe. Maybe God's speaking to you about a place to volunteer, about serve. Maybe God's speaking to you about turning up to prayer. Maybe God's speaking to you about giving your life to Christ. Maybe God's speaking to you about turning up at Emerge. Maybe God's speaking to you about sponsoring someone to go to the youth camp. Whatever God is asking you, understand this, that God never asks something from you because He needs it. God always asks something from you because He's trying to get something greater to you. The Bible says, give and it will be given. Pressed down, shaken together, running over. Whenever God asks, God says, Abram, Abraham, take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and offer him on one of the mountains of which I will show you in Moriah. When Abraham took his only son and put him on an altar, God said, because you have done this, blessing, I will bless you. Multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars in the sky, the sand on the seashore, and your descendants shall possess the gates of their enemies. Because an old man on the side of a hill walked in obedience, he released something in his life he could never generate with his own right arm. He could never generate with his own might, his own skill, his expertise, but he unlocked something. There's a power in obedience. If you know that's you tonight, I want to pray for anybody that's like, man, I'm hearing some, some something from God. And pastor, would you pray for me to, to obey? It might be giving your life to Christ. It might be registering for Emerge. It might be tithing. It might be volunteering. It might be whatever it is. You know that God is speaking to you. Maybe it's forgiving somebody. Maybe it's going to therapy. Maybe it's going to counseling. Maybe it's whatever it is. Just raise your hand so I can see who I need to pray for. Hands everywhere. Hands everywhere. Hands everywhere. Beautiful hands everywhere. Father, you see these magnificent sons and daughters of yours. Father, I pray tonight, Holy Spirit, as they've raised their hands, you identify them, fall upon them, fill them, fill them with a courage, fill them with a boldness, fill them with a tenacity to obey, to step out and obey, to step out and do what you've asked them to do. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Be strong. I see breakthroughs. I see breakthroughs literally right now. I, I, I just saw like things shattering, breakthroughs, ceilings, things breakthrough, relational. I, I see relationships that have been disjointed and disconnected coming back together again just because of decisions that are being made in this room. Father, I thank you for your word. And I thank you for the power of thankfulness. 
I want you to stand to your feet. We're, we're out of time. I'm going to invite the ministry team to come forward. The band's going to sing a song and maybe sing the, the Good, Good Father song. I know it's kind of a little bit of a change, change up, but I like that song because it's who He is. He's a good, good Father, and I'm loved by Him. That's who I am. That's who I am. You are loved by God. Who are you? You are loved by God. For God so loved, He gave His only. If you need any prayer tonight, come down. If you need healing tonight, come down. If you need a hope infusion, come down. If you need deliverance, come down. If you need some some strength to forgive somebody, come down. Whatever you need tonight, the ministry team is here. The power of God is here. One more time, lift your hands high to heaven. Father, I thank you for an infusion of hope. Your God is for you. He has never left you. He will neither leave you nor forsake you. His hand is upon you. He's leading you, guiding you, protecting you. The Bible says He he puts a hedge of protection around you. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. Father, I thank You for a release of breakthrough, a release of healing, a release of cleansing tonight. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. Come on, God bless you. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.